What if I told you there's a way you could be a second shooter at a family session so you can see exactly how the photographer prepares, how they interact with their clients, what they say when they're posing, or when they choose to use fluid motion, what they do when kids might not cooperate or dad might not be in the session. What if I told you there's a way you can see what the gear is that they're using, where they're positioning themselves when they're shooting, what factors they're taking into consideration when they're shooting, what if I told you there was a way you could see what their straight out of camera images look like, and then you could see their editing process too, so you know exactly how they get those start to finish images and those polished ones you see in your Instagram feed. Now what if I told you you could be that second shooter without ever having to leave your house? What if I told you that not only do you get to watch it from home, but you didn't have to remember every single thing you were trying to learn the first time you watched it? What if you could watch and rewatch as much as you wanted? How would that improve your images, your posing, your confidence? Now, what if I told you there is a way you could be a second shooter, not only for one photographer, but 26. That's exactly what you'll experience inside the 2024 online family retreat. Your inspiration will soar, your art will improve, your posing will become more fluid, and your confidence is going to increase so, so much. And honestly, your clients are going to feel so much more comfortable. Head on over to themilkyway.ca slash family retreat. It all gets underway May 29th, and we hope to see you there. But I think the most important thing that you can do is work with the energy of the child. So if they're like curled up against mom's chest, photograph them curled up against mom's chest. That's real, you know? I found that when I do that though, the children gradually unfold and bloom in their own time. So by the end of the session is when I can interact directly with them and play with them and get individual portraits. Whereas at the beginning, it might just be a lot of curled up against mom. Welcome to the Art and Soul Show, where we dive into heart-opening chats on photography, business, life, and that messy in-between. I'm your host, Lisa DeJeso, a mom, a photographer, and entrepreneur, and I'll be sharing honest conversations and advice for photographers with insight on mindset, entrepreneurship, and creativity. The goal of this podcast is for you to be able to gain insights and strategies that will get you real results. Because let's face it, having a photography business can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. This is the place you can go when you need a boost of encouragement, a kick in the pants, and inspiration to pick up your camera. This is the Art and Soul Show. Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to the show. Today, I'm super excited to dive into today's conversation with Melissa Miller. Melissa is a children and family photographer whose work is often described as magical. She began her photography career more than 20 years ago through journalism and returned to her camera after eight years as an elementary school teacher. She loves children and has a lifetime of experience working and playing with them. She continues to teach at child-focused photography retreats, and she also produces commercial children's lifestyle work for companies like Gerber Children's Wear. She lives in Western Washington with her husband, two daughters, and Golden Retriever. Without further ado, here is Melissa. Welcome. Hi. Thanks, Lisa. Happy to be here. Awesome. So tell us who you are and what you're passionate about. I'm Melissa. I am a photographer, a mom. I'm passionate about children and the arts. So photography, but not just photography, writing, art, painting, drama. I love it all. Love it. So... You specialize in specifically children-led, fun, 
playful session. So I love the idea of a child and baby led session. So can you maybe tell more about your approach with these sessions? Yeah, I think my basic philosophy is that children are wired for play. So I just try to incorporate play as much as possible throughout the session and try to get to know the child with a pre-session questionnaire and then incorporate their interests into that play during the session as much as possible. I love that. So when it comes to a pre-session questionnaire and asking about the child, are there specific questions that photographers should be asking to get the, like the real juicy, good details? Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know that there's like right or wrong questions, but ones that have been really helpful for me are what are things that make your child genuinely happy? Mm. And I, I list specifically like songs, characters, sports, shows, basically any information you can get about the child and what they're into and what they love and what gets them excited. I think that's probably the most valuable information from a questionnaire. Are you ever surprised with the answers? Yeah, often. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it's really specific things like he loves the song going on a bear hunt oh. um, that I would have never thought of using. Yeah. And there's a lot of like Peppa Pig, Spider-Man, soccer, you know, some of the things that are more common, but sometimes it's very specific little tidbits that are super helpful. I love that. So it's rare, but I'm sure some photographers maybe don't like kids. So what advice would you have for those that don't naturally connect with children? I think that there are probably two approaches if you don't like kids. Um, number one, don't photograph kids. <laughs> totally. I, I mean, really, if, if you really genuinely right? dislike yeah. children, like kids need to be around people that lift them up and love them. Yes. And there's lots of other things and people that you can photograph besides kids. Yeah. You can photograph dogs or weddings or, you know, lots of other things. And number two, which I think is a better option, is get to know them. I think yeah. that when we know someone, we love them. So take the time to learn a little bit about them and to play with them and come to their level. And then maybe you'll like kids. Love that. This year, I'm on a bit of a business uh, sabbatical from my photography business, but it had been about three or four months that I hadn't actually photographed anyone beyond my family or myself. And so I did a model call. Well, it wasn't really a model call. I messaged one of my favorite clients who messaged two of her friends and I ended up with nine children all at once. And we had a blast. Like I dressed them up in old fashioned outfits. We spent about three hours together just playing and just doing all these fun things. And, oh, I love kids, but I realized I was like, I miss kids so much. Mm -hmm. I'm a child portrait photographer. That's who I am. (laughs) Yes. And I love that you said it's just playing. I mean, that's really what it like. I feel like that's what a photo session should be. It should feel like playtime to the children. Yeah, it was so fun. And just playing dress up. Like, and letting them, giving them that choice of like, what would you like to wear and what prop would Mm -hmm. you like to hold Mm -hmm. and what would you like to do? What do you think you would do in this? Like, and just asking them those questions and getting them involved in it was so fun. And it was just a different approach than I'd I'd had done previously. But I think also having so many children at once, I couldn't second guess myself. So it was just like, I'm focused on you. We're going to play for like five minutes and then like, let's go see what happens. Yeah. I love that. I think incorporating choice is brilliant. So fun. So what advice do you have for maybe tough sessions when no matter what you do, that little one is just miserable. They're screaming, they're crying, and they just don't want to even engage with any of the family. Mm -hmm. First of all, I don't think I've ever seen it like that extreme of a situation, but I think the most important thing that you can do is work with the energy of the child. So if they're like curled up against mom's chest, photograph them curled up against mom's chest. That's real, you know? 
And, and most likely if a child is reacting that way, that is part of their personality that the parents are well aware of. Yeah. And maybe even will want to capture and remember in the future. Yeah. So um, I found that when I do that, though, the children gradually unfold and bloom yeah. in their own time. So by the end of the session is when I can interact directly with them and play with them and get individual portraits. Whereas at the beginning, it might just be a lot of curled up against mom. Yeah, fair enough. I remember this one session and I I got to the field and it was clear like dad actually never ended up showing for the session. So mom and dad had gotten a fight previously. And so you could tell that there were like was a That's lot hard. going on in this family. And then we got to the session site and the daughter just lost it. Just complete meltdown. It started raining. It was windy. And it just got to that point where I was like, um, I think we're just going to call it today, guys. Like mm -hmm. we're going to regroup. And I think like a lot of the time there's a feeling of maybe embarrassment or shame that photographers get when things that are maybe sometimes beyond their control, but they have to reschedule that time. And they're like, oh, I guess, do I charge the the client twice for that? Or like, I'm like, no, like sometimes it is what it is. And that's mm -hmm. sort of what we are signing up for. Sometimes you just can't control what happens with the weather or children or animals or bees or babies, you know, it just is what it is. What advice do you have for that? Like if you run in, if a photographer is running into situations like that. I think what you said is, is perfect that, I mean, we do what we can, like we can do what we can do and that's all we can do. You know, all yeah. we can give is our best and yeah. just having that flexibility, like you said, sometimes just calling it and regrouping and coming back. I think that's wise. Yeah. I think also like for me, what I had to realize early, well, actually I'm a late, I have to learn the lesson like five times before I actually learn it. <laughs> is don't overbook your calendar mm -hmm. for weather or like these situations, especially when you're working with these like toddlers and mid-range kids that, and weather, fall family Absolutely. Sessions, right? Like, yes. I remember Absolutely. one year, oh gosh, we got smoke and wildfires and then we got like rain. And it was like, it just went from one extreme to the other. And I was like, what am I going to do? I have like 40 sessions I have to shoot. This is oh, insane. This is insane. <laughs> Yeah, I live in Western Washington, so like Seattle area. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, during most of the year, I don't book more than one session a week Yeah, because there might not even be one nice day that week. So yeah, I think having that degree of flexibility is super helpful. Yeah. And I think, well, obviously you'd have to price yourself accordingly, right? Definitely. Like if you're only charging a hundred dollars a session, like really what's the point? Um, when you're shooting one, you know, one a week, you've got to make sure that you can sustain that too. Definitely. So what advice would you have for maybe working with those shy or the reserved or maybe those sensory sensitive children um, or ones that maybe are less extroverted in their play? Mm -hmm. I have two thoughts on that. I think the first one is going back to what I said earlier about the questionnaire. You know, it's yeah. really helpful if you can know that beforehand mm -hmm. so that you yeah. approach them gently. Yeah. I try to take a couple of minutes at the very, very beginning of a session to just talk with the child, maybe show them my camera. Um, if I remember something from the questionnaire, yeah. maybe bring that up, try to build common ground. And then the other thing is just meet them wherever they are. Yeah. And if, if they're kind of a shy, withdrawn child, don't have them do boisterous activities. Mm -hmm. Just, just work with their energy. Yeah. Love that. So something that I've really been struggling with recently is that my own little muse is 14 and he doesn't want to be photographed anymore and he doesn't want to have his images oh. put on social media. 
and I'm trying not to let it eat away at me. <laughs> and I honestly, I just, through this phase, it's made me want to really pick up my camera less because he was my original yeah. reason of becoming yeah. a photographer. Um, and I really think this is a common struggle for a lot of photographers as our children just sort of get older. So do you find that maybe your children's willingness has changed a little bit? And how are you navigating that? Uh, first of all, I my children are pretty young. So my right. oldest is going to be five. Oh, gosh. So, so she's just entering kindergarten. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's interesting that you ask this because she has always loved being photographed. I've always heard yeah. about photographer's mm -hmm. ch child syndrome. So I've... Yeah really tried to make them, I think that's really what got me more intensely into the play-based sessions was yeah. wanting my child not to stop lo loving photography. Yeah. But this year we, we had a, a series of days where it was just unexpected, gorgeous weather. It was like in May, which in Washington, it's still pretty rainy then usually. And I found this incredible daisy field and the lupines were in bloom and they only last a little while. And we were going out of town the next week. And I was doing some location scouting and bringing her. And I ended up doing three nights back to back with her, three golden hour sessions with oh, her. And I would wow. usually bring another child. And so it was just kind of playing and scouting out locations. But usually I only do like one a month, you know, yeah. with her. And she had a great time the first night. She had a great time the second night. She had a good time the third night until the end. And, you know, keep in mind that golden hour here is like, you know, 9.30 PM sunsets and her bedtime is seven usually. So anyway, by the third night, she, she was done. She had an epic meltdown in the parking lot mm. and she was just, she was just overtired and she hasn't yeah. wanted to do pictures since then. And I don't think it's permanent or anything. And I just no. haven't pushed it. I'm just signing a contract with Carters to do some work with them. And I have the opportunity to photograph my own children if they want to be involved. And she said, you know, I don't think I want to do it. And I'm totally fine with that. I'm going to use other models. But it was just a good reminder to me that like, just to not overdo it, you know, and yeah. I'm, I'm sure with a 14 year old boy, it's a totally different ball game. It started really when he was eight. And he was so into it. We had so much fun. We'd go on adventures and mm -hmm. like it was just photographing him, like engaging with nature. Like it was so fun. And then it was, I think, when he started to have more of an awareness of the social media. And he was like, I don't want to be online, I think, mom. And I'm like, okay, buddy. Like if I'm going to put an image online just to show like our personal family, I need your permission. Okay. So I'm always going to ask you if it's okay. I love that. Yeah. Right. Because then he's in control. Mm -hmm. And, and we, like, we've done a few shoots over the years. And, and even now, like, he's like, mom, he's like, okay, so mom, so if I do a, maybe a shoot with you, can I get some like money for my V bucks for my video? <laughs> he game? knows how this works. Right? Negotiation. And I'm like, I will do whatever you want for a photo of anything. you. <laughs> anything. Right. So it's just funny. And it's just, I think like the older they get is just realizing, like, just learning to respect like I would want to be treated with respect. He gets the same respect. Mm -hmm. And I think just like, it's so fascinating to me of like my viewpoint of putting my child on social media has changed versus like when he was little, like I never even had a second thought about what his thought would be about it in the future. And right. now I'm like, interesting. Like this is something that I'm thinking about now, but I mm -hmm. never would have thought about it back then. Yeah. It's, I mean, I'm so grateful that social media didn't exist when I was a little kid. Right? You know, like the picture of me stuck in a chair 
I hated that picture. I found it and I destroyed it, <laughs> which I, I regret now, but like, you know, right. I was so embarrassed about that. And, yeah. and now we have all of these pictures of our children all over the internet. You know, it is, it is a little scary to think about. I post a lot of pictures of the back of my daughter's head, like lots of them. <laughs> yeah. I have pictures of me like at three strapped to the toilet because the only time, way I would go to the bathroom is if my parents put a, like a car seat with a belt, like a seatbelt around and, and just put me on the toilet. Like that would have been all over social media. Oh yeah. <laughs> that would have been a big hit. And I'm, I was sleeping. I w- I'd fallen asleep. Like the picture is hilarious, but like, it's crazy. Like we, and we don't even think about it. We just like. And we've been doing it for mm-hmm. years. And I'm just like, whoa, interesting. Because we're just like the first generation really of moms right. to have even have this, right? Yeah, it's fascinating, really. That was like a super tangent I went on. Sorry. I know. <laughs> I, I, just, I love the way that you're honoring your son's wishes with that. Thank you. And I hope that he'll get excited he'll about around. something. Yeah. He'll Does he ever like come up with ideas for shoots? Um. <sighs> He loves his dirt bike and we, what we've done is we've made videos. And so mm-hmm. I make music videos of him like riding around on the dirt bike or, or the ATV. And like, we put it to like some rock music or something that he likes or some rap or something. And it's mm-hmm. hilarious, mm-hmm. And, but he loves it. And so I, I get the creative joy of playing with him and, mm-hmm. um, and making something and, and spending time together really. So it's not very often, but when he does say it, I jump on it. And you probably try to play really cool, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess we can oh, do yeah. that if you want. I guess so, if you want, right? Sure. If you want, right? <laughs> so funny. Oh, 14. <laughs> I love it. So are you ready for our lightning round? Yes. Okay. Let's so go. do you have any personal projects going on right now? And if so, what is it? Not really. My personal project is unpacking lots of boxes <laughs> right, in my house. Just we just moved. moved. Yes. I love that. No time for personal fun. <laughs> right. What three things do you want to be remembered for? Hmm. Love and joy and light. Yeah. Love that. If you like to cook, what do you like to cook the most? I love making soups Ooh, and same. granola. Mm. Those are probably my favorites. Yeah. Okay. Favorite soup? Um, I don't know. They're different every time. Like I love yeah. like creamy chicken soups or Thai inspired soups. Yeah. What's your favorite soup? Mulligatani. Hands down mulligatani. I don't even know what that is. <gasps> I'm going to have to Google that. Oh my gosh. It's like this curry chicken rice and I throw some coconut milk in it. Yeah. Mm, yes. I love that so too. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Mulligatani. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you want to be when you grew up as a kid? I wanted to be a teacher and a mom and a writer. And an artist. Mm, love that. Go-to song that lifts you up when you're down. Okay. The one that popped into my head is Axel 8, which... I don't know why I thought of that, but it like gets me energized. It's a good one. I love it. I love it. For me, it's the final countdown. Yes. <laughs> Rock kid of the 80s, man. That's right. <laughs> Favorite guilty or not so guilty pleasure? Mm, chocolate. Mm, good one. Specifically, Tillamook chocolate peanut butter ice cream. Ooh. It's really good. Yum. Best gift you've ever received? Oh, well, this is fitting. My husband got me a camera. Uh-huh. I had been out of photography for years and years and had no intention of going back because I get a little too obsessed with it. And it's like hard to enjoy a hike without getting distracted by the light. 
or enjoy a gathering without thinking about shot angles. And so I wasn't going to get one. This isn't, I'm not going very lightning speed, am I? Anyway, moral of the story is my husband got me a camera after I told him not to, and I'm so glad he did. I love that. What is something you've accomplished as an adult your younger self would be proud of? A few years ago, we actually lost a baby. Oh, I'm sorry. And it was a really, a really hard situation, but I think that my younger self would be proud of my resilience and just the way that we kind of, we chose to find joy through and afterward. And we've been able to create a beautiful little life for our family in spite of something really hard. Wow. I'm so sorry for your loss. Thank you. What are you most grateful for in this season of life? My daughters. I have an almost five-year-old and a 17-month-old, and they are just joy and light and goodness. 17-month-year-old is the best age. So fun. And so fun. Try to unpack boxes with a 17-month-old. It's a kick. (laughs) Is, Is she chatting yet? A little bit. It's little mostly bit. squawking and screeching. Yeah. But my son would be, every, every, everything was like that, 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 that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. What has been the best piece of business advice you've ever have been given? Um, I think just the principle of under promise over deliver. Mm. I learned about it early on, far before having a business. And then I've also heard Deanne Bull talk about it. I know she was on your show recently. She's mm-hmm. great. Anything that she says is great business advice, but I think that's my favorite. Just yeah. over-delivered. Love that. What do you wish more photographers knew? Um, you are enough and mm. just do what you love. Like really just do what you love and the people that love that too will find you. Mm. Yeah. I love that. What advice do you have for someone who's just starting out? Do what you love. I mean, again, but really, I think that's the best, like find what really interests you and just trust that you're interested in that for a reason and follow it and let the people come. Mm -hmm. I love that. Where can our listeners learn more from you? I am on Instagram, Melissa Miller photos. I have an education group on Facebook called that beautiful childhood. And I have an online course through click photo school, 101 ways to play. I'd say that those are probably the main ways. Awesome. So I'd love to end my interviews just with this last question. And it is, what are you currently curious about or artistically curious about? I am curious about, this is like kind of random and specific, but I'm, I'm interested in experimenting with off-camera flash backlight mm-hmm. sun streams. Like, you know, when the yeah. sun streams through the trees, I want to figure out how to create that artificially because I think it's so beautiful. So right, and with a fog machine. Yes, so cool. That'd be amazing. I just I bought one like four years ago and forgot about it and found it in my prop room and I've pulled it out recently and I haven't done that with like the streams of light yet. But you just like made my brain go like, yes, please do it. Do it. Show me. That'd be so pretty. Like with little girls twirling and backlight in a warehouse, maybe. Mm, I love it. I love it. Well, Melissa, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. This has been so fun. Oh, my beautiful friends. I hope you have enjoyed this conversation just as much as I have. I am sending you so much of my light and my love today and every single day. We will see you next time.
I wanted to take a moment to ask you a little favor. I so appreciate you spending your time with me and tuning in and listening to the show. I would be so incredibly grateful if you could take a quick moment to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Your review helps other photographers discover the podcast and learn how to grow their own photography businesses and gain confidence to go after their dreams. It also means the world to me personally and helps me know what content you find most helpful. Thank you so much for your support and for being part of our amazing community.